In less than a year, our podcast has gone from an average of 10,000 downloads a month to 50,000 downloads. What made the difference? You leaving us a five-star review. The more positive reviews, the more the algorithm picks us up, and more people are confronted by the law and gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us press forward the crown rights of King Jesus by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks. Jesus said, Man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. We know that fear is a sin because there are multiple texts throughout the Scripture that say that explicitly. Be anxious for nothing. But with prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And this is not just saying, uh, uh, offering a suggestion. A fear is, is not pleasant, and therefore, because I would have you be at peace, because peace is far more pleasant than fear, therefore, do not be anxious. Well, that, that is true. Fear is not pleasant, and God is incredibly interested in our welfare, in our good, in our peace, our joy our happiness. God cares for us, and he doesn't want us to torment ourselves with things that are harmful to us. But that's not all that the scripture is saying. It's not merely suggesting this is bad for you. This other thing would be in your best interest. But by saying be anxious for nothing, what the scripture is offering us is not just a suggestion for our welfare, but a command. And to forego that command is in fact, therefore, sin. If we are commanded to be anxious for nothing, then to be anxious for anything is to disobey God's command. And therefore, it is a sin. And so the scripture is clear that we are to be anxious for nothing, that to fear is to sin. But beyond fear merely being a rejection of God's commandment, disobedience, and therefore sin, fear also, as I've already said, signifies an individual or a group of people being underneath God's judgment, especially when the fear is irrational. And that's what we see throughout the book of Joshua, and we'll see it again in further chapters, that as the people of Israel, the nation of Israel comes against their enemies, um, oftentimes what happens is that their enemies, their hearts are melted like wax, that their hearts and spirit give way to fear. And irrationally so, that when the spies are sent out ahead of time and they, they find lodging in the house of Rahab and she hides them from the men of Jericho so that they might um, escape with their lives, one of the things that Rahab says to these Israelite spies is she says, I want to make peace with you. I want to offer a treatise. I can't speak for Jericho, the city as a whole, but I'm speaking for my individual family. Would you spare us? I'll hide you and ensure your well-being, but in return, would you spare us when you conquer the city? See, in Rahab's mind, it's a foregone conclusion that Jericho will be conquered. And that begs the question, why? Why is Rahab so confident that Israel will be victorious and that Jericho will be destroyed? Well, she says explicitly her reasoning, and the reasoning is she says that her own people, the people of Jericho, there is no spirit left in them, that every man's heart has melted within him like wax, that they've come underneath a irrational, and it being irrational, we might even say a supernatural fear. 
a supernatural fear. And so giving in to fear is always a sin, and not always, but often, beyond merely being a sin, it is a sign of judgment, that God has handed someone over to fear, an irrational fear, a supernatural fear that signifies their condemnation. All right, hold up. You're not going to want to miss this. I'm going to tell you exactly how our spring 2024 conference is going to go down. Here's the title of the conference, Blueprints for Christendom 2.0. Subtitle, Seven Doctrines for Ruling the World. We're going to have seven primary sessions covering each of these doctrines for ruling the world righteously. Number one, Reformed Confessionalism. That's going to be Pastor Doug Wilson preaching on that topic. Then we've got Covenant Theology with Pastor Brian then we've got biblical patriarchy with Pastor Michael Foster. Then we've got presuppositionalism with Dr. Joseph Boot. Then we've got um, Kyperianism, all of Christ for all of life, where we're going to welcome Pastor Doug Wilson back for a second session. Then we've got general equity theonomy. We're going to have Dr. Joseph Boot come and do a second session on that topic. And then lastly, we'll have Pastor Dale Partridge on post-millennial eschatology. In addition to these seven sessions, we're we're also going to have not one, but two live podcasts. On the first day of the conference, that's Friday, March 1st, we're going to have a live Theology Applied podcast. I'll be on the stage hosting the discussion with Douglas Wilson, Michael Foster, and Eric Kahn from It's Good to Be a Man. The topic is going to be all about biblical patriarchy. We're going to specifically be parsing out, distinguishing the biblical doctrinal differences between patriarchy and complementarianism. Again, Again, that's Friday, March 1st, the first day of the conference, a live Theology Applied podcast on biblical patriarchy. Then we're going to have the next day, that's Saturday, March 2nd, a live Haunted Cosmos podcast. I'll be hosting this discussion with Brian Sauvet and Ben Garrett. We're going to be talking about the Nephilim. We're going to be talking about the Watchers. We're going to be talking about what creatures currently are living underneath the surface of the earth and chasms of the deep. It's going to be wacky. It's going to be weird, but it will also be thoroughly biblical and incredibly unhinged. So you're not going to want to miss these two live podcasts, Theology Applied on Friday, March 1st, the first day of the conference on biblical patriarchy with Doug Wilson, Michael Foster, Eric Kahn, and myself. And then the next day of the conference, Saturday, March 2nd, a live Haunted Cosmos podcast with Brian Sauvet and Ben Garrett and myself on the Nephilim, the Watchers, and what lies under uh, the surface of the earth. And then the conference will hold over for one final, the third and final day. That's going to be the Lord's Day, Sunday, March 3rd, where one of our speakers will be holding over to preach the Lord's Day sermon, and I'll be leading us in worship through the liturgy. So we've got three days, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 2024, Blueprints for Christendom 2.0, Seven Doctrines for Ruling the World. You're not going to want to miss this conference. Our early bird rate is still available but only for a very short period of time. We are ending the early bird rate on August 31st at 11.59 p.m. That will be the final chance to get into this conference at an affordable, cheap rate. All right, so go and take advantage of the early bird rate right now by going to rightresponseconference.com. Again, that's rightresponseconference.com to register for Blueprints for Christendom 2.0, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, 2024. Register today.